If you Google, why is the sun the same size as the moon? And, and of course, you, you Google it because you Google everything now, don't you? Google is everything. It's the answer to everything. You have a question. You don't go to books. You don't go to encyclopedias. And what is a book? Yeah, what, what, what is an old reference? You don't go to grandma. You don't go to a parent. It's Google. Dr. Google as well. It's got all, all the answers related to that as well. But any question that you might have in life comes down to Google, doesn't it? Imagine that sort of power, right? Anyway, going back to what I was saying. If you Google, why is the sun the same size as the moon? It comes up with this answer. Believe it or not, it actually is just a coincidence. <laughs> just a beautiful coincidence, ladies and gents. Believe it or not, it actually is just a coincidence. And a happy one at that. It's a happy coincidence, guys. The moon and the sun have virtually the same angular size in our sky because the sun is about 400 times wider than the moon. But get this. But it's also about 400 times farther away. So that's why the sun is about the same size as the moon because they are pretty much the same shape and the sun's about 400 times wider than the moon but it's also about 400 times farther away and that is why they're about the same size <laughs> what a beautiful coincidence eh, hey guys it's, it's 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 a beautiful coincidence you'll have to excuse me and and, and the laughter but as I get older, I don't know about you, but I believe less and less in coincidence. I, I just believe less and less in it. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe you get more cynical as you get older. I don't know. But it's stuff like this. Because here's the deal. What I'm doing now, I fully appreciate for, for maybe a lot of people or some people, certainly. It will be like, oh, what, what, what's the what's what's the problem? You know, why 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 is that funny? Why are you why are you even questioning it? What's the point in questioning anything, right? And that's kind of the point here, isn't it? In that we are engineered socially to not question things, and things that we do question, stuff like this, as an example, and. Oh, there's plenty of others. I'll do one more in just a second related to the moon again. But stuff like this, we've been so conditioned to not question it. So conditioned that when you do question it, it's actually you that gets laughed at. We've been so conditioned through years of indoctrination and education that, you know, we, we tend not to question things. And of course, you know, you've got the raw side of this as well. We tend not to question things generally, stuff like this as well, because it's all, and, you know, sun's about the same size as the moon, and, you know, I've got bills to pay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, 
I've, I've got stuff to, to crack on with. Yeah, I've got I've got problems I've got to deal with. That's the other reason as well, isn't it? In part, maybe this is part of the conditioning as well, but living everyday life and everything that's involved in it and all the problems and all the challenges, sun, moon, and, and yet it's pretty, you know, it's pretty big stuff. This is the sort of stuff that that is actually keeping us alive in this matrix. So, you know, having a, a bit of questioning around it, it isn't necessarily a bad thing, is it? Here's the other thing connected to the moon. The moon and Earth exert a gravitational pull on each other. So th this is related to tides and stuff. Again, if you're not an expert, and I certainly ain't, and you've done as much looking into this sort of stuff as I have, which probably will be very limited. Again, goes back to my earlier point about living life and all that sort of stuff. But looking into it just, just a, a wee bit, you might have heard stuff about like the moon controlling tides and all that sort of stuff. This is related to that. Well, the, the moon's gravitational pull causes the oceans to bulge out on both the side closest to the moon and the side furthest from the moon. And it's these bulges that create the high tides, you see. And the low points are where low tides occur. So if you, you're watching this, this is roughly how it works. I'm just showing a picture here of how tides work. Basically the gravitational pull with the moon, looks like cheese. Pulls and, as I've just read that, that's, that's, that's what controls the water and the tides, yeah. And the moon's distance from Earth is 300 and 84,400 kilometers. Yeah. So again, without being an expert, what I've heard is, as a beautiful, stunning coincidence, once again, the distance of the moon to the Earth is exactly how it needs to be for all this to work. Oh, I love it. I, I, I love it. I love it. Because as I said, you know, as I get older, maybe it's being more cynical, but I believe less and less in stunning and beautiful coincidences. I, I really do. As you start to critically think and question anything, it does feel a lot more like the Truman Show generally. And I suppose that's why you might not sort of sit down and ponder too much about this stuff about how exact it all needs to be. I mean, like the moon distance there, 384,400 kilometers, if it was maybe one of them out, because let's not forget the extra 400, if it was one of them out, then the tides won't work the way that they do, and maybe we'd all be covered in water. Or maybe there'd be no water at all. Maybe there would be no planet. Or, uh, that's, that's another questionable thing for a lot of people too, isn't it? The, the whole whole thing about the whole thing. It starts to get crackers, doesn't it? It starts to get, or, or potentially does start to get, could be quite crackers in regards to critically questioning and maybe having a little bit of laugh at a lot of these stunning and beautiful coincidences. If we were to take this on a slight, slightly, slightly, slightly less grand idea, because we're talking about whole planets here, Talking about whole tides, moons, yeah. But if we were to condense this down to elements of your life, 
have you stopped to think critically or any other about certain aspects about things that just are as they are but when you stop the answer might be well that is a stunning and beautiful coincidence hang on a minute what if it isn't what if it isn't just a stunning and beautiful coincidence what if it actually requires a bit of critical thought what if it added a lot of value to your life if you were able to sit down and critically think about something that maybe is just the way that it is but maybe it isn't just the way that it is do you know what i'm talking about here maybe maybe not it doesn't matter what matters is is just having actually that time and space every now and again to be able to think to be able to have that gap of the matrix sweeping you in with all its challenge and it and its problems and its bills and all the raw tangible stuff having that bit of time and space to just come and think and come away and reflect and stop things that might not be just beautiful stunning coincidences that actually when given a little bit of thought and insight a bit of action a bit of change could do something there particularly things that you might not be happy with maybe they're not stunning and beautiful coincidences maybe actually they're not stunning and beautiful coincidences they first appear and a bit of thought a bit of critical thinking could be all the difference Thank you for watching or listening to this. All the bits are on carlvernon.com, including the best-selling books. You have a great day. Ta-ta.